Welcome to the Happy Kids Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersome, and welcome to today's show. Today's show is entitled Teaching Kids to Meditate. Hello, everyone. And this is an interesting one that we thought we would get to. It definitely can lead to happy kids because it helps them to become calm. That's right. You know, a lot of people think of meditation as maybe some kind of a religious experience or they may have a misconception. Nowadays, people are becoming more aware of meditation as a useful tool for actually centering and calming the mind. It's called mindfulness learning to be mindful and use your mind as a centering tool. Why do you think that it's a good idea to do it? Well, I think it's really a wonderful way to naturally achieve peace and balance. This, of course, is something we all want our kids to be able to do. Sometimes things do get a bit hairy with little ones, and they need to have a way to calm down. If we begin teaching them this at a very early age, then it becomes kind of a natural thing to them. It's not so different when we say, okay, it's quiet time now. You need to take a time to just sort of rest and be at peace. It really is a wonderful thing for kids, too. Now, meditation as an expression, as an activity, is the easiest way to hook up or connect to the source energy that permeates this whole universe and also is our guiding life force within the human condition. People often say that they are a body and they have a soul, but we believe that you are soul and you have a body. So as your soul is reconnecting with source energy, it's getting a great download every time it does that. Right. Well, being in the world we begin to kind of lose our connection with that sort of energy if we don't maintain it. It is wonderful to do that. Children, of course, have that connection so readily. They get in their imaginary world and they just connect with this creativity that's there. So right now we do want to just talk a little bit about finding that connection of peace and harmony that we all have. We all have access to it. Well, of course, we also could take a look at What happens, what might be said to go wrong at the other end of the spectrum? Because between 2003 and 2012, the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry published research that estimates 2 million additional, not total, but 2 million additional children were diagnosed with ADHD, which is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And a million of the newcomers were actually taking meds for ADHD to calm them down. We're hoping that children could perhaps use meditation and some other quieting activities and perhaps diet changes that would bring about the same results without medication. Right. Well, and there was, in fact, a study done. It was the National Therapies Research Unit at the Royal Hospital for Women in Sydney, Australia. They showed significant improvements in ADHD symptoms with children who were taught to meditate. Which is really pretty amazing. Very, very exciting news. 
Of course, there were all kinds of other really wonderful side effects, too. They found also that meditating improved relationships with parents, and the children had better self-esteem as a result of doing those exercises. One of the things that I think helped the self-esteem is because, again, as I said earlier, meditation helps the soul to reconnect with source energy, but also to download some new understandings and some new points of view. So it's kind of like using an old piece of software and never getting any of the updates from the writers of that software. And pretty soon it gets out of whack and doesn't do exactly what you want it to do. About 50% of the children in this study either reduced their meds or completely stopped them when they continued meditation activities. Meditation does really help kids cope with stress and to mellow out, to become more peaceful and balanced. Right. And they also demonstrated that the more they did this meditation, the further they went into the study, the better the conditions were improved. So over time, things did get even better. And that's a wonderful thing to know. That's right. And a hint is, this works just as well for adults. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Now, we need to take just a moment to break for a commercial to thank our sponsor. But when we come back, we're going to talk about how meditation can be made fun and various activities you can do to make it an activity that your kids will enjoy. Right on. (laughs) So we'll be back in a sec. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. Well, I think probably one of the first hints that I would give is to prepare a space where you can do this type of thing, a place where you can conveniently sit or lay down, play music, do specific activities, maybe exercises. You might want an area where you're able to dim the lights in your house. You know, whatever you decide, whatever atmosphere you want to decide for your particular form. And it could be your living room or it could be your family room. And particularly if all of your media equipment is there where you're playing movies. As a matter of fact, if you have the ability to play YouTube over your media equipment, you can even bring up some YouTube videos that might make a great backdrop along with the music that they have. And there are some wonderful YouTube videos for teaching children meditation or for doing meditation with children. So yes, absolutely do that search, and we'll try to list a couple on the site here with this podcast. But yes, that's a wonderful tool, and we have a setup like that in our own house where we have our living room and our dining room somewhat joined, and the kids could be doing projects at the table while they're listening to calming music, or they can be exercising on the floor. We have floor space for them to do things while we are playing instructions or giving visionary guidance and that sort of thing. So. Just set it up however it might work best for you. So what are some of the steps, Kira? Well, okay, we do want to talk a little bit about how you go about doing it. 
Now, this is really important to think about, especially with kids who have not got the same kind of concentration and attention span as most adults. So one of the first things that we find helpful is whatever the exercise is, do it with them. They're going to do it more readily if they think it's something you do as well, and you're not just asking them to do this thing. And of course, they watch their grown-ups, especially out of the corner of their eye to see exactly what's happening. So you are the primary example for them as they get ready to undertake this new thing. And you can discuss with them how important silence is and how important it is in centering yourself, that you do it yourself because it helps you to think better and it helps you to focus better when you're not sitting in that exercise. Once you come out of it, it makes your whole day go better. And you just explain to them it's a very important thing to do. So... There we've touched upon the first thing that you might practice with them. It doesn't have to be long in the beginning, but the first thing is silence. You start out with short time spans, and you can increase as their attention increases as they get a little older. But, you know, just one moment or two moments of just sitting peacefully and being quiet. Now, of course, as we've talked on many of the other podcasts in this series, It's best if you can make a game out of it right from the beginning. So there's several ideas that you can use to do that. One very early idea would be to see who could keep quiet the longest. Of course, this initiates a lot of giggling (laughs) down the road. (laughs) Another one that is very, very helpful, and even for newcomer adults who are practicing meditation in the early days, is to light a candle. Of course, with children, you got to have this in a safe place where it's not going to get knocked over, but where they can still see it. And you ask them to just look into the flame of the candle while the mood music plays in the background. This is a wonderful thing for children to do. It does give them an activity, and children tend to need an activity. They don't sit still without, you know, something to occupy that time. So it's a very helpful technique to use. Then you can also have them begin focusing on their breathing as they're watching the candle. And you can also begin to add things like a guided meditation using spoken words or maybe even a gentle little song that they can all learn to sing. And again, you would be the leader in this. The grown-ups are the leader. And it's something that you've kind of worked out ahead of time and maybe practiced a little bit so that it seems more natural. And Along with that, you can actually research and add in some different breathing techniques that you would actually teach them. This also makes it more interesting for them. You can begin to say things like, breathe so that we make the sound of an ocean at the back of our throat. And then you demonstrate what that sounds like. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) And of course, they, they begin to really focus on that. And then you say, okay, now let's put our hands on our tummy and we'll breathe out all the air. And as we're breathing, we'll push our hands down and our all the air will go out of our tummy. <laughs> These are just things that children readily want to participate in. Another breathing technique where you use one nostril and then the opposite nostril. Adults can do this through mental control without actually using their finger. But with little kids, they would use their finger to hold one nostril shut and breathe through the other side. And then in a different part of the breathing, they'll hold the opposite nostril shut. And this helps to balance both sides of the brain and get both sides of the brain engaged, the right and the left hemispheres. Exactly. 
So this is really fun for the kids. Sometimes you can just have them do breathing in and out, breathe in very slowly in the beginning, and then make it a little quicker as you go along, pushing the tummy until they have all the air out and just push, push, push till they can't get another little tiny bit of air out. It's really fun for them. They watch their breath and they watch the air entering out of their bellies and they listen for the sounds. So this is all a big part of the game. Now we need to take one more break to thank our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about yoga and visualization, two really great add-ons to a meditation experience. So we'll be right back. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Now, we did mention that we're going to talk about yoga. Yoga is a moving form of meditation. It's something that kids really enjoy because they can learn some very simple yoga poses while they're learning to breathe evenly at the same time. So if you've started out with those breathing exercises, you can start showing them to move their bodies in certain ways while they're doing the breathing. So they're learning how to concentrate, but they're doing it in a fun way. You're not looking for perfection, and there may be a lot of giggles as you're going along initially, especially when they're learning this whole form of meditation. And the children will readily engage in this activity because it's something they can do quite well. And it's also an add-on to what they've already been studying at school because I know that all three of our grandchildren have had lots of experience at school where they're moving their bodies. They're raising their hands in the air or putting their foot out and putting it back and playing song games that help them to move one part and recognize their various other body parts. So kids will recognize this activity as something that they've already been studying and playing with at school. As a play activity, absolutely. It's something they do all the time in preschool. Yes, it is something that they'll recognize and probably enjoy to do, especially if they have a couple other people to do it with. You could be one of them if you don't have another child available. Mm. Visualization is a great add-on to any meditation experience. Now, Kira mentioned a little bit about doing guided meditation or guided visualizations in an earlier part of this podcast. So with your children sitting or maybe lying down and playing some beautiful background music, you could start telling them a story or you could have them imagine certain activities or even you could have them imagining a trip that you took either to a cottage or perhaps even Disney World. While they're doing that, you could actually lead them into a magical and perhaps somewhat surreal experience that maybe they didn't have in the physical, but you could help them have this in an imaginary way, which will be just as real to their subconscious as if they did it in reality. And this is very often an activity that a lot of children like to do just before they go to sleep. Meditation is a wonderful activity to do sometimes just before kids go to sleep. 
but it's a wonderful way to calm them down. And how many children don't like a bedtime story? Visualization is one of those things that kids readily do. And in fact, it is somewhat what they do when they're listening to a bedtime story. You don't necessarily have to sit on little pillows or lie down in a circle area. Kira mentioned earlier that sometimes we have this quiet, relaxing music, and it might even have some visualization activities in the background. And they might be drawing pictures. They might be playing with Play-Doh or clay or some other product that they've got hand activity going. So they're watching with their eyes and they're working with their hands, but they're being quiet. And they're getting the experience of all of this meditating, quiet type activity in the background. I remember as a small child, I would sometimes visit one of my aunts and she liked to have all of us children together at the kitchen table. And we would be drawing pictures while she was reading episodes from the Bible. As it turned out, several of her children grew up to be great artists. (laughs) They (laughs) became they do this for a living. (laughs) So it was a wonderful contribution to them. It really was very calming and very fun and very loving. It felt very loving to be doing that. You can also teach the children to sing themselves. So Kira mentioned little songs like our granddaughter's learning in preschool. Well, these same kinds of sing-alongs can be used in a meditation way. So you could teach them about chants, or you could teach them about mantras, and certainly sweet, soothing melodies. There are several little songs that have been created with very simple melodies, and those have a great vibration or harmony in their collective poetic verses of the song. That's right. And you know, Bill, you can also begin to teach children about the body's chakras, and these are the energy centers in the body and what each one of them is for, what color it is, and what sounds are represented in those areas of the body. It can be a fun and peaceful activity for children. And it's never too early to begin working with that level of training. Now, completely outside of your home, you can go to a nature walk. Many parks have nature walks. Some of them actually are elaborate enough where they have mazes or even other types of labyrinths that you could walk through with your kids. This is especially nice when you combine it with your silence practice because now you have the opportunity of observing nature sounds along with your meditating activity. Right. That makes a very peaceful, nice activity for children to enjoy outside. And it's so wonderful for children to be out in nature and to really learn to appreciate that. Also, some families combine breathing and meditation with family massages. This can feel very loving and centering if it's done creatively with some lovely music as accompaniment. Just get the children together and get them actually doing these things. And I think at first it is kind of a giggly experience, but they do enjoy being together. And of course, children love to be physical with each other anyway. And it's a very natural part of being a child, especially if they're in a family together. It's quite natural. I know when I was a young child, I used to write letters on my brother's back and we would try to guess which letter we were drawing. These are the kind of activities that I like to encourage with children because they really do learn to have that kind of family trust and connectedness that's really wonderful. 
And a massage is an absolute wonderful experience anytime that you would get one. So this is a great way to have hands-on touch with your family, with your children, with each other, with the both grown-ups working together, if that would be available. For the children to watch that and then for them to feel it on their own bodies. And it's a great way to become very touch-oriented and very touch-connected. It's very safe and it's very natural. This could be just a wonderful activity to combine both the early experiences with meditation and the love through the touch of your hands. Right. So... As we're going along with this, I'm sure that you can see that there are many different ways to experience meditation, and there really are no hard rules about it. The main thing is to just have fun creating peace and harmony, allowing the children to go within and find this peaceful center that really is within them. Well, Kira, I think that's the end of our podcast on teaching kids to meditate. I hope our listeners got some really great tips out of that and maybe it started their minds thinking about things that they might try. Yes, and of course, if you have gotten something here that you think you might do with your kids, these things, as we mentioned earlier, also work just as well for adults. So do it for yourself too. Take some time to calm yourself and go within and connect with that source. It's a wonderful activity, meditation. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Happy Kids Podcast today. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Happy Kids Podcast. There you'll also find all the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk Podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happiness Experience, and today's podcast, the Happy Kids Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. Thank you.